Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. I want to start today by inviting you to look around you right now. So whether you're in your car, look around you. If you're in your office, look around you. If you're in your kitchen, I don't really care where you are, but what I want you to take note of is the environment that you're in. And I want you to ask the question, is this environment, the one that I'm currently in, is it supporting health? And I want to talk through, both on today's episode and on Wednesday's episode, I want to talk through environmental management and just how essential it is if we expect to be healthy in our lives. And so today I'm going to take the maladaptive health topic on, and then on Wednesday I'm going to talk more about how to invite in healthy practices. But I want to point out that a lot of our struggles, a lot of our, you know, character flaws, a lot of our issues with morality and issues with sin, a lot of that can really be at least heavily influenced by the environment that we're creating around ourselves. And so as I talk through some different cases today, and as I talk through some different ideas, I want you to, at least I'm inviting you, to take radical inventory on what's surrounding you in your life. Does it align with your goals? Does this environment support you being the best version of yourself? And I do think one of the most underestimated piece of our health journey is environmental management because we assume that we can withstand anything. We assume that we have willpower. We assume that we're going to be fine, that when we're put in challenging situations, we're going to do the right thing at the right time in the right way. But I want to dismantle a little bit of that today because the reality is we're all human. And when we invite chaos into our lives, chaos is quick to show up. One of the ways we invite chaos in is with dysregulated environments. And so one of the things that I want you to consider is first, what do I want to be true about my life? Then you have to think through what are some of the behaviors that would make this less likely. Specifically, I want you to trace through what are your areas of vulnerability. And here's the thing, this is where brutal truth is needed. You have to be brutally honest about your quirks, your deficits, your struggles, your sins, your morality flaws, whatever it is. It's the stuff going on inside of your brain that you don't want other people to know about. At least you have to be radically honest about it because it's going to be something that's heavily affected by the environments that you created. We have to acknowledge them. Denial leads us down some pretty destructive paths, unfortunately. And when we talk about trying to live life well, trying to protect ourselves, trying to protect relationships, environmental management is a key piece of that. There's another piece to consider, and that is we're in 2022. There is a really pervasive attitude of guilty until proven innocent. There's a really pervasive attitude of cancel culture and excoriating people without any type of chance for them to explain context. But one of the reasons we call attention to that is because even a whiff of impropriety can have huge backlash. And so you have to manage your environment well to make sure that you're not even giving the opportunity for chaos to be invited. And so, for example, I had a senior boy that wanted to have a conversation last week, and 
One of the things we've always talked about in school is you make sure that if the door is closed, both parties, especially co-ed parties, are in close proximity to the window of the door so that anyone could look in at any time and there's not even an ounce of skepticism that something unscrupulous is going on. And that is the level of discernment that we need just because, number one, If you are in a professional realm and you want to be considered professional and appropriate, you have to be conscientious of your environment. But number two, if someone accuses you of something, you got to cover your own hide. That's the world that we live in right now. And so environmental management is one of the things to consider, not just because we want to put on the optics of propriety, but also because you do have a responsibility to live well and to live healthfully and to live in an upstanding way. And environmental management is a part of that. So I have my state supervisor, I've talked about him often. One of the things, um, a girlfriend and I went and talked to him a couple weeks ago about some business ideas. And she is a very affectionate person. And she said, uh, she said, I'm wondering if I could have a hug. And he said, okay. He was so unimpressed with us that, that we wanted hugs because that's just not necessarily one of the things that he enjoys. But he walks us out to kind of the common area and he gives us a side hug and then he sends us on our way. And part of that is you want to be outside of the realm of someone assuming inappropriate appropriate things are going on. But he does that through environmental management. He does that through making sure that he has habits and that he has people surrounding him and that he has an environment that is conducive to him being on his best behavior. Now, you can conduct your life however you want and you don't have to go to that level of precaution necessarily, but understand that environmental management is going to be the catalyst for keeping our own selves in check if we do have things running for us that might be less than appropriate that might be less than helpful or less than healthful. So for example, I was working with a male client who has a history of porn consumption and it's it's something that's very much a part of his past. It's something that in his relationship he's worked through and, and they're in a really good place now and there's a lot of trust that's been rebuilt and restored. But then we talk through the fact that he's going into a sector of business where he's going to have subordinates. And so I talked with him about what does it look like to make sure that you don't hire attractive women and spend a lot of time with them behind closed doors. And he said, I hadn't really thought of that. That doesn't feel like a temptation. And I said, it's something I want you to consider because you have this fantasy life that's evolved over the course of the last decade. And while on your good days, you have willpower and on your good days, it doesn't even feel like an issue. You'll also have bad days. And so you have to consider what does it look like to set up my environment so on my bad days, I'm not more vulnerable because of the environment that I've set up. I have a client whose boyfriend has an addiction to gambling and he's about to get access to a new cell phone for the first time in quite a while. And as I was talking with her about, well, what does that look like? She's like, oh, I don't care. He can get whatever kind of phone he wants. And I said to her, I said, I'm worried that your indifference is short-sighted because you know his history. He has a history of crime related to gambling debt. Being indifferent about him getting his hands on a device that gives him direct access to bad habits, from my point of view, that feels like a terrible idea. Now you as the client can go and you can do anything and that's fine. But understand that willpower has limits. It works until it doesn't. And we have to be radically honest about what our vulnerabilities are and we have to set up our environment accordingly. What I appreciated about my state supervisor and his side hugs is that that's just part of his procedure. Over the last, you know, 30 years that he's been in that position, he gives side hugs to women in public places upon their request. That's just the way it unfolds. He has a process in place that both protects him, is respectful of the women he's engaging with, and it's not something he has to think twice about. My friend said, can I 
have a hug? And he said, sure. And he walked out the door into a common space. So environmental management also means setting up best practices where you might have vulnerabilities. Work on the habit formation piece so that you don't have to guess what to do next if and when some sort of temptation shows up or if and when some sort of new development shows up. Because the the point is we're fine until we're not. And then you have to run it out and say, okay, what's the cost? Now it's going to obviously vary case by case, situation by situation, but I love the adage that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. It really rings true here. We have to work on anticipating how things might unfold and take preventative measures against it. I go back to the adage I say often, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I don't have to explain something if I've never engaged in the behavior. Don't flirt with temptation and definitely don't kick the door open and invite it straight in. And here's the thing, I'm speaking from true concern because I understand my struggles, I understand my limitations, and possibly you're hearing this and you're saying, well, I'm just not vulnerable. I operate with integrity, I'm 100% congruent, I have nothing but scruples. You would have to be able to have scruples, right? Like if you're unscrupulous and if you're scrupulous, I'm going to assume you have scruples. I don't know that that's a thing. But here's the thing. If we're not candid about our vulnerabilities and we don't take preventative measures, I really think we're inviting in potential harm into our relationships and, and into our selfhood, into our own personhood. Because foolishness happens even with the best intention plans. So on on a personal note, I'm very aware that there are certain contexts where I have zero business consuming alcohol. It makes no sense for me to do that in certain company. There are people I should definitely not be spending time with based on the current context that I'm in. And I'm not only aware of that, but I'm trying to come up with the best laid plans to make sure that I don't put myself in situations where I'm vulnerable or potentially compromised. So there's invitations that I have to decline. And that's because I know me, because I know my weaknesses, because I understand my vulnerability. And because that's true, I have such a responsibility to set up my environment well. I want to have practices in place that streamline my choices. I want to have practices in place that help me alleviate temptation. And last but not least, I need to add in accountability because that's part of environmental management too. I understand my foibles, I understand my struggles, and I bring in people who can help me stretch and reach toward what I want to be true about my life. And I don't let bad behavior run unchecked. I will never sit there and say, well, that's just who I am, or it's just what I do, or that, you know, it'll be what it'll be. That's a cop out. And if that's your posture, you're wrong. It cannot be confused with health because it's just the opposite. It's absolute unhealth to kind of capitulate to your behavior and say, well, it is what it is. And so for me, environmental management is one of the first and foremost things we have to consider when we're trying to engage a more healthy lifestyle. I'm going to finish with the James Clear quote, and I know I've said it already several times this year because it does ping with me as so important. We do not rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. The environment is part of our system. And if we don't set up the environment well, I fear we're not going to be the best representation of who we could be. And I I feel like we have a responsibility to step in to personal accountability, environmental management, and making sure that we protect both self and relationships as we walk towards wellness. On Wednesday, I'll come back and have a conversation about how do we set up an environment instead of what to avoid. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.